Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Hey, Tone, why don't you slap on that fat-ass size 13? <laughs> Kick it for the homies. Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Patrick Casey, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Oh, shit, it's the Nostalgic Front, a podcast from Patrick and Ream. We like movies, TV, and games, junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things, Nostalgic Front. It's the Nostalgic Fright, Nostalgic Fright. It's the Boo Nostalgic Fright, Nostalgic Fright. It's just Nostalgic Fright. Eat it the mash. Okay, it's the Monster Mash. No way, that's good. Uh, Souter's checked out already. <laughs> Somebody um, tell us, is that stupid? Because we have I way love, too much. I love the idea. I think I, w- I heard my voice doing it. I, I love the idea oh, of somebody man. flipping this on like an old radio. You know, like you turn a knob and you just hear, and then they just flip it right the fuck back off. <laughs> there was a um, moment, though, that we, we like transcended, I mm-hmm. think, right there. Yeah, we definitely had, what do they call that? Harmonizing? <laughs> Not harmonizing, <laughs> not technical harmonizing, but like the theoretical harmonizing. Yeah. Uh-huh. How are you? How's it going, man? Uh, me, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> there it is. Put it on a fucking t-shirt. Sell it on teespring.com. That's right. Recently changed their name to spring.com. Ooh, They nice. want to let everybody know they got more than teas. Hell yeah. Yeah. How are you, man? What's new? Oh, not a lot. Uh, big action-packed weekend. Bum, 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 bum. What you been uh, doing? Oh, was removing floor. Yeah. Uh, all day yesterday. Uh, went and added a 220 uh, volt outlet at Black Ice Black Cat Ice Cream. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. I got some free ice cream and a T-shirt out of it. Well, I guess it sure. wasn't free. I guess I earned it. Sure. You earned by it by doing electrical work. But- Honestly, I think you got hosed if it sounds to me. I did. Yeah, I did. yeah. That that's what you call being a, you know, it, just an all-around dude. Yeah. If you I have still never had black can ice cream. I'm sure it's great. I love oh, everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if you're like it's it's shit. <laughs> you're like it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then uh removed a bunch of asbestos tile in my basement. Mhm. I've been doing tons of research to save a lot of money and uh probably die of mesotheliomia but sure. worst case scenario if i catch it mm-hmm. you know i might be in line for a uh cash settlement that's right say. a lot of my grandpa's friends got a cash settlement because of mesothelioma it was everywhere you know yeah yeah um, i got a whole containment zone in the basement because like the ghostbusters yeah it looked or dexter that's what i think of sure oh Fucking yeah plastic everywhere damn that's crazy uh 
Well, uh, what'd you do on this week? You have a big week. Do you do anything fun other than the, 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 the woodwork and whatnot? You go anywhere? You do any, any, any cool stuff? Did some karaoke in last night. Sure. What'd you sing? Uh, uh, did, uh, damn some... dude, bad Sorry. hair. You don't know. You can't remember two songs from last night. Lie. Uh, I, I did Springsteen, Billy Joel, Elvis, and Social Distortion. Okay, all right. And Kiss. Oh, that sounds good. I was good. made for loving you. Sorry, I'm a little, uh, you know, uh, I'm good at some things, not others. Um, I've had a long day today and a long night last night. Sure. Sounds uh, like you're, are you rocked in your brain with drugs? Maybe a little bit. Sure. Maybe a little bit. But, right. uh, you know, those, those uh, Sunday, bloody Sundays. Oh yeah, the U2s. Yeah. I had a mm-hmm. big I had a big U2 day, you know. Yeah, sure. Little uh little hair of the dog. That's fun. I uh big week at my office, moving, working, doing probably the Your most Your office moves more than that. It fucking transformer from big. It's been just like working towards it. Like the actual the shit happened yesterday where like they a trucks came and took all the stuff from one location to another location. Uh and just like watch it feeling my brain leak out of my ears in ways that I didn't know was possible. Uh, stress and uh, what do you call it? Like uh, busy being busy, but uh, coming up on the end of that. So November will be back to hopefully around the you know first week of November. I'll be back to being a normal person again. Um, so I'm uh, excited back about that. to normality. Yeah. The normal that was. Yeah. Uh, pre. Uh, all of this stuff. And then I also like back to doing stand up regularly and all the kind of things that I want to do. Um, I'm going to go. I have uh, taken a two week vacation from work uh, nice. in the middle of November. I don't know what I'll, I don't know if I'm going anywhere yet. I haven't decided. Um, Staycations are always great, too. Yeah. Especially with all the work you've been putting in. Yeah. But uh, you can never go wrong with a nice just like I'm wearing my bathrobe till two o'clock every day. Yeah. Well, so Stacy, we're one week is going to be, I think, here, and then one week I think Stacy and I are going to try to go do something, but we haven't decided yet. It's all up in the air still. But I just love the idea that it's only a couple weeks away, you know? Yeah. So oh, cooking, yeah. cooking, waiting for that. Um, uh, other than that, I got nothing, man. I've been just giving myself bruises and getting cut up on uh, wiring. I could have thrown you so much money if you still lived in New York, brother. When it comes to wiring, oh, yeah. I'd give you more than a shirt. I'd give you cash, you know? Oh yeah um i'm working for ice cream now baby you yeah, got dude. any of that i don't know man i got i, I might you know uh-huh. uh how many root beer floats do you have in a week oh uh zero i need to uh mm. where was i at the other day oh i went to uh black cat ice cream no court <laughs> avenue brewing company oh i love ha- that place ha- yeah haven't been there in a while yeah uh, court avenue now is a little bit more annoying than it's ever been just yeah. uh a lot of amateur hour shit down there. Yeah. Uh, so you have to like muddle through it to get to the five good restaurants. But uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't been there in years. I haven't been to Court Avenue Brewing Company in a while. And I used to always get the Reuben. I'm sure yeah. you hate Reubens. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those sandwiches that's perfectly made. You know, like you can't fuck around with the ingredients. They all fuck, coalesce. Tell, tell me what a Reuben is. You're not a you're not an ingredient guy. Tell uh, me what a Reuben is. Well, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. Okay, I'm on in. I'm in. Okay. But the cheese is Swiss and the bread is rye. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. And then they add sauerkraut, Russian Mm. dressing, and corned beef. So here's the deal. When I used to live in Des Moines, especially, I still ate meat. 
Uh-huh. You give me all of that minus the Russian dressing and the sauerkraut. I'll fucking eat it for months. My name is Patrick. My family's from Ireland. Yeah. I have relatives killed in IRA blast, dude. Well, that's just a good corn, corn beef and rye sandwich. Corn beef. I like too. Yeah. Corn beef is something every once in a while I'll get like a fucking hankering for in a way that I'm like, well, nothing. There's no plant based corn beef, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, But that sounds like Cabco had a beer. I just Googled it because I wanted to make sure that if they still have it. They have a white beer called Judicial Wig White. That's I used to love when I would go there back in the day. Yeah. Although uh, I had Porter's Friday mm. night because oh. I went I went to Cabco and I just remembered yeah. uh, when I was like a beer kid trying out all the beers until I fell into a deep, never ending IPA hole. Yeah. At, uh, Porter's and Stouts were my thing. So I had a few Friday night and they were delicious. I when might, I drank might have, might have to fool around with them for a little while. When I drank, I love I absolutely loved stouts, but I could I knew stouts was what I was going to drink for like with the meal or like one or two to start the yeah. evening. But um, I, I never really fucked with porters too much unless it was like a uh, sometimes I'd get a scotch porter or an oatmeal porter. Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I again, like and I'm not afraid to drink and I'll drink again someday. But like every once in a while, I'm just like, you know what? A white beer sounds really good or like a. Even I get thirsty for IPAs occasionally now. And I'm like, that's and it's not even like I want to get fucked up and forget my issues. It's not like damn yeah. money to drink. It's like that flavor tastes good. You uh, know, also, man, uh, you get an IPA, two IPAs and a meal mm-hmm. when you know it's just going to be like nothing after. Yeah. You know, when you know, like you want to be in bed by 10 o'clock, you get a fucking that's what I did on Friday because I had to yeah. do a bunch of housework. I was like, we're going to go out. I'm going to get a Reuben. I'm going to get uh, two to three IPAs, Stouts mm-hmm. Porters, and then I'm going to sleep like a baby. It's funny. I'm looking at I just pulled up Cordav Brews menu and it's just giving me these like memories of when I lived in Des Moines 10 years ago. We yeah. were a lot poorer. We you had a lot beer, of stuff. You were a beer dude. Beer guys, too. So I'm going to bring. But it's like I remember like I'd always get like the burger. But now that I look at this menu, I'm like, that burger was $14. And I remember when back then well, us being like, this is our whole week. We're spending the money here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now I'm like, in my head, that was those those burgers were $30 a piece, you know? Uh-huh. I miss that. I, I, I yeah, that that's cool. Um, I love, yeah, wow. I, I get, there was another, what was the other brewery in Des Moines? Do you know? It was um Raccoon River was Raccoon there for River. a while. And they it's, had. It's been gone for a minute. But they, they had, had a, all the open pool tables, too. Oh, yeah. They had you could a just uh, like buy a rack of balls and keep it by the hour. They had a um, vanilla um, bean ale, like a vanilla bean something. Silver ale, they called it, I think. Oh, yeah. And it was my absolute. It tasted like it went down as smooth as like, I mean, even though it's not my favorite, but like as smooth like a Bud Light would, where it felt very light, but it had the flavor that was all there from the vanilla bean. It yeah. was so good. You know, and uh, yeah, I love that shit. Somebody speaking from the other side that's uh, drank most nights uh, for the last many sure. years. It's kind of funny coming full circle because uh, I really appreciate uh, light piss beers that yeah. I used to just hate yeah. growing up where it's just like I always had to grab my own sixer because there'd be like freaking bush light. Well, that's Miller when, light. That's what I was like. That's why I drank because I hated beer. Yeah. And I hate I hate Bud Light, Bush Light, even the stuff that's like PBR and stuff. I don't like it. 
And so I didn't like drinking it to get hammered when I could just chug a whiskey Coke and be drunk as fuck, you know? Oh, now and then I good like beers. Those. Well, good beers then. So like in college and when I was figuring out when I was young, good beers is what I worked up to, to the point where I could get drunk off three people like three or four uh, IPAs or, you know, a couple white beers and I'd be happy and I get it made it work. But then uh-huh. when I started comedy at these bars, there was no way you could spend the money for those beers. So I started regressing back to PBRs PBR, and stuff. Yeah. And then you move to New York and you're drinking those tall boy of like, what is it like Nantucket or whatever the fuck that stuff's called? Uh huh. Um, and so that's what led me to stop drinking was because if I had just been drinking like some nice P- PBRs or white beers or like uh, even like a fucking st- nice stouts all the time, I w- probably would have never quit. Yeah. Financially, you just had to. That's beer oh, talk. Yeah. Or you just lean into the uh, I became a beer shot guy, too, in New oh, York. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, is the classic, you know, because you can't just like those are pacer beers. So you need something to something to kick it up. Otherwise, you're just going to like bloat yourself, never catch a buzz and piss a lot. Yeah. So you get the shot beer combos with some well whiskey to kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give me that little. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I think about grabbing some beer every once in a while. Just think about it, you know. Maybe try wine. So my experience with wine, what is it? What, do you drink wine? You ever fuck with wine? Yeah, I like it here. It's not my thing, but mm-hmm. I don't like hate it. Uh, I really like it with the meal. The wife knows her wine. Sure. And, uh, you know, she's one of those like smart people. So yeah. she also knows like how to pair it with stuff. What? You know, Polly want a cracker. <laughs> Polly want a Malbach. Yeah, so when you get some of those meals that like a wine is made for it, you yeah, know, like a good, like a good meal wine. Mm-hmm. I like I like a wine buzz. I got nothing against it. It's it's good when I do it. I've only drank wine, and this is so silly, but this is how my life is. That you know what I mean. I've been in a burger when I was four that had onions in it. it made me throw up. I haven't had an onion since. <laughs> But the only time I've ever drank wine, other than like if we're talking about like Boone's Farmer, like Mad Dog Fitty Vitty, oh yeah, was in Scotland, and I got drunk off of it, and I threw up ridiculously. And to this day, if I smell a wine, it kind of starts mm. giving me a headache. And yeah, yeah, you fucking hear bagpipes, and you kind of yeah, yeah, get queasy, and you're like, oh. But I'm but I'm thinking because at my office, uh, everybody like loves wine and talks about wine all the time and stuff. There's like wine bars that they go. Well, back pre-pandemic, they would all go hang out at wine bars yeah. sometimes. And I'm kind of thinking like maybe now as a fucking guy in my mid 30s, like if I went to a place where somebody was like, oh, you want this wine? That's your problem. And and you know what else? I'm not lying. I love grape juice, you know, a yeah. whole lot. Um, And so that's something I think about, too. Like maybe if I could find a wine that wouldn't fuck me all up, like because Stacy, yeah. if she Stacy sips a beer, she's fucked up or oh. not, like not in a good way. Like she ha- is sick. But she if can drink I, wine and booze and have no problems. If I drink wine and eat charcuterie, I haven't. I feel imposter syndrome. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, goddamn. Uh, fun, fun little week though. I've been busy. I wish I had more exciting stuff. I feel like I want to be honest, but to you and to the listeners. By the way, listeners, fantastic. Big week on them. They've all been tweeting around and stuff. Uh, but I wanted to say that. I th- feel like since I was so busy at work, which I never have been, you know, uh-huh. so like I'm not, maybe we talked about this last week, but like you're an adult, you have a real job and you know how to handle that. My wife is an adult with a real job. knows how to handle it. I haven't been that for over a decade. 
So now that I am that for the time being, I'm not equipped for it. So like, I feel like I didn't give, I, we did, we were so stoked for John candy month. And when I think back on it, I'm not going to be able to have that. Even though we, I feel like these episodes have been good. I'm not going to have that fun memory. I'll tell you what, it's been a great thing to look forward to my, my, my spare time. Got to, got to watch these great comedies that like soothe his soul, you know, but, uh, Oh Yeah. It's not. I feel unfortunately like I I I I remember when we did well, Slape Roll in such regard. Oh yeah. Don't think that's going to happen with October for me personally. Hopefully, listeners, uh-huh. you have a good time with it. I went for a walk. Where? Oh, I saw that with the dog. Yeah, yeah. What the you fuck know, is on the dog's head? What's happening? Slobber. Okay. Sick. Wipe it off. Give it. <laughs> let the dog respect itself. Okay. All right. If, all if right. it's if it doesn't respect itself, how are you? How's it going to respect you? But, uh, you know, underrated, you always have trails right around the corner. We got yep. we got these nice trails, like a three minute fucking yeah. drive away. And I was like, especially now that it's fall, man. Yeah. Oh, you get that foliage foliage. Ro- rules. Let me tell you, Patrick, you, are, let me ask you, you, you a big foliage a guy? Big guy, big time foliage. Me too. Me too. Dude. Prospect Park. Great. I have the same feeling with Prospect Park. We go there and there's the same trails we take. And we take these. We've been taking these same trails for four years. Yeah. It's always different. I just. I just love this weather with football yep. and fucking leaves changing mm-hmm. and fucking Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. And I let me tell you, now that I'm back in the city. Yeah. Des Moines. By back in the city, you mean now that you've left New York City and gone back to Des Moines? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can tell there's like way more uh, uh, millennial Gr- age your age-ish. people that yeah. are homeowners and also have expendable income that they mm-hmm. can then invest into yeah. Halloween decorations or sure, going all like, out like our generation definitely has held a higher affinity for Halloween uh, compared to like others. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, tons of like adults dressing up and going to parties for a very long time. It's very normalized now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it, it's really cool. To, there are so many like extravagant front yard Halloween display. Oh, nice. Are you guys like, planning on anything like it's, or it's generic Christmas? Oh, well, I almost bought a pumpkin for the stoop today. Here's an idea. Fun. Fucking charge like a nickel a pop. Let people go down to that asbestos basement. Fuck around. That's scary. You know? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, everything's wetted taken care of it's all in six mil bags boy i I gotta put on a suit yeah is it yeah yeah. breaking bad style uh uh-huh yeah it is everything's wetted in six mil bags he said Uh that's a a whole sentence Uh uh-huh um it's kind of funny too because every time i came up from the containment zone i would be in my skibbies oh yeah yeah and then does danielle just hose you off while smoking a cigarette Uh (laughs) uh-huh and she covers me with powder sugar yeah yeah (laughs) Um, a fun thing happened when we was, uh, uh, moving my office, we have a shipping and receiving office and it went from being a big room to a smaller room, uh-huh. but about the same amount of shelves. And so we were like, okay, cool. This will be fine. We'll have some people. I had my friends, uh, Max fine friend of the show and Gideon hamburger oh, yeah. came to help. They, you know, oh, yeah. they were working with us. Very but fuckable dudes. We see very good looking fellas. Uh, and then we get in there and start doing it. We start like oh, opening oh, this up. Yeah, start fucking. Yeah, you know? well, hell yeah. What's funny is that, like, I thought you lost all your good players. <laughs> you you bought a house, and then you all these things probably pop up where you're like, oh fuck, I never thought about that ever once. You oh, know, fuck, and, dude, yard, yeah. yard. 
That's what I'm going through with this house stuff and the yards over there. Like, what's up, bro? We got this big new office. And uh-huh. like in the old office, when we'd be we'd have trash bags, we could give it to this guy and then he'd I don't oh, know, yeah, give take him, him somewhere. But now I'm like, hey, man, can you come get this trash? And he's like, ah, we can't do that till Monday. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> so I got Gideon and Max unpacking stuff and then like literally burying themselves in bubble wrap and cardboard oh, in, a, me. in a space about the size of like a bedroom. And so it was like so real. It was so funny. Uh, also, uh, this was a fun oh, boy. I'm sure this is happening to you like crazy in Des Moines. Oh, yeah. But this is what happened to me last week on Thursday. Now I'm going in. It's early. I need to be at work early. So it's like 9 a.m. I'm coming off the train from Grand Central. I'm coming in my pants. I'm walking down the block right there. I run into Danny Stratton. Oh, See him yeah. In person for the first time. I run into Danny a lot. Me down too. At, uh, down at the. Uh... You know, Battery Park area because Danny's got this wild job where he like fixes uh, fire alarms for buildings. That's right. And so like he's always around. He's never in the same area, you know, and I ran into him on the street. Hadn't seen him since the pandemic started. We talk, obviously we text and stuff, but I'm not I'm not kidding. We we talked for 40 minutes just standing on the street like two yeah, gentlemen. Danny fucking rules. It was great. I love him so much. It was really nice. Uh, uh, it was just a good time. So that was a real fun little I like a surprise, you know? Oh, my God. Let me tell you my Nosser story real quick, too, and then we can get out of here. Does that uh-huh. get... Hey, you got... Give me another one. Give me another story. You got another story this week? For the top? What else are you guys doing? Uh, about it, man. Went to an open mic. Sure. Good. Uh, That was fun. Yeah. Where at? Uh, Lefties. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Also, that's... man, the wife's working. And, oh, uh, she get a job? Yep. Bartending at the bellhop cool. and uh, she hasn't worked since pre pandemic. Oh, that's crazy because my friend's bellhopping at the bartend. Really? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, so wait, so is she gone? Like you guys work in different hours then? Yeah. And uh, boy, does the nights that she works now mm-hmm. turn me into the biggest fucking turd in the yeah. history of turddom. Sure. It's like, oh, wife's working. Uh, no pants, no vegetables. Yep. Fucking video games. I love Let's it. That's what it. that's the dream, man. You're married. That's married life. That's me the last decade, dude. Oh, yeah. That's what I've been getting up into this whole time. And it's like, and, and then she's like, why did you put all this other stuff off? And it's like, because the best time to do stuff is when you're not here. And that's the best time to not do anything. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be yeah. weird when she starts meeting. I mean, I'm sure she already has, but like when she starts making Des Moines friends that you don't fucking know and you're going to be oh. like, what? Now we have to bring this person. in. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to be an exciting thing. I mean, they great for they her. They don't even have five minutes. Yeah. It'll be great for her because she can fucking just talk to anyone other than you forever. What's wrong uh, with talking to me for not a thing, we got but like 500 fucking episodes. We do this award winning podcast award winning podcast. I think Patreon uh, money is an award. Me do. Yeah, so it's definitely a reward. We are an award winning podcast. Um, OK, I'm writing a joke in my head. OK. Uh-huh. Um, OK, so the dad from Leave It to Beaver. The dad from Leave It to the Beaver, you know, he was a like he was in a bunch of those B horror movies back in the day. 
Uh huh. Yeah, they I, even I gave... haven't seen that. I've seen like spider horror movies. Yeah. And, uh, no, no, Ant yeah, horror I hear what you're movies saying. and Gila monster horror movies. No, this guy he was just an he was a bit actor, but he was in a lot oh. of the movies. He played all the all the the monsters. You know, is and, my uh... girl a B horror movie? <laughs> yeah. And he so he, he killed. He had this one run of movies where he always kill people with a knife, and they, and it was so popular they started giving out awards, and they ended up calling the awards. The Ward Cleaver Award Cleaver. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I gotta like tell the you, journey. I got to tell you this fun Nasser Khan story. So buddy comes to work with me. I got a TV. Uh, that's it. I, I got to bring home right. Big ass 55 inch TV. So free he, he, for. Uh, yeah, free. Uh, it was, it's junk. It's 10 years old. It's just mine now. You know, nice. Um, it's it's very yeah. nice, but it's not brand new or anything. Can I have it. No, it's mine. I, you can have our old one. It's 10. It's awesome. It's like 15 years old, but ship it, baby. Um, but anyway, so so he comes into work. We're hanging out and I'm like, hey, man, why don't you why don't we ride home? You help me get this TV to the Uber. We'll ride home in the Uber. Bullshit and talk. Have a fun little conversation. And then uh, you'll jump on the bus and be at your place right afterwards. So we're like, that'll be fun. Call the Uber. We get in. OK, TV is in the back. We're sitting, you know, in the back of the back end. We're sitting in the middle row. Drivers in the front seat. We drive about a block and all of a sudden he goes, the driver is like, oh, shit. And the car is being weird. You know, those cars that you don't turn the ignition. Uh-huh. OK, it was one of those cars. He had gone to this diner to use the bathroom, left the key in the bathroom. So we were about a block away and the car started dying like a phone because we were too far away from the key thing. Oh, shit. and so he's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. You're not going to get charged. But you, I got to go back. I got to get out of here. And so we just get out on the side of the street, right? With this TV, this 55 inch TV, call another car. This car does not have room for the TV in the back and the two of us to sit in the back. So he Nasser just sits in the front seat and it's a it's an Uber with the, all the plastic, like the hard plastic. Uh-huh. So we do not speak the whole time. Nasser and the driver do not speak the whole time. The driver's on the phone the whole time. And Nasser and I are just texting. And there was like this whole plan was for us to just hang out for an hour in a car. And instead, it was just us sitting in silent. And then at the end of the trip, he was nowhere near his house. <laughs> but it was so silly and so funny. I took so many pictures of him just sitting in the front seat like we were in a cop car or something. What a bunch of idiots. Oh, God. It was great, I though. I love it. It was fun seeing him. Uh, let's move on to the next section. Nice segue. Trending. Topics. Trending topics. Uh, topics that trend. It reminds you of that Simpsons guy. Or as a family guy. Why do you talk like that? I had a stroke. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's the Simpsons guy. Yeah. Um, buddy, uh, training time is kind of a fun week. First off, let's let's knock out sports first, okay? Okay. Big, it, all, this is a big week for sports because we got Heck college, yeah. we got college football, we got the NFL, we got NHL season has started, the NBA season has uh-huh. started, Major League Baseball playoffs are happening, World Series, World Series is starting. It's just it's this is the week, you know. Uh huh. It's crazy. Uh, have you been? What have you been watching? Have you? Okay, so football. Let's go into it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was nice that Hawkeyes didn't play, so I could. Uh, oh yeah. Work work on my basement. Got a lot of shit done. And they didn't play. They moved up two spots. 
That's right. So that's good. And uh, Iowa State won. That was cool. Iowa State won. That was cool. I was busy, but I kept re- it was a fun thing where I kept refreshing my like the game cast on my phone. Yeah. And like whatever, when I saw it, we were we had just taken the lead, but they were driving and I had refreshed it. And then maybe five minutes go by and all of a sudden my phone explodes and it's Stacy and her mom texting me all these different texts. And I was like, oh, good. We won. Cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, not being able to watch a football game mm-hmm. isn't, isn't fun, but, uh, not watching a football game while you're doing other stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? But Great. you're following along, like mm-hmm. might be like on radio, uh, in an earbud while you're like mm-hmm. doing a chore or just scoreboard app watching like that. It always makes the other thing way better. One of some of my favorite times was when I used to work and when I worked at the gas station and I'd worked Saturdays in Ames. Yeah. And I would listen on the radio to the Cyclones games and you would know, especially in like, especially when it was in the games were in Ames, I would be able to tell what the night was going to be like based on how the game turned out. Oh yeah. And so like there would be a moment where like the game would end, we'd win. And then 15 minutes later, we would be packed with kids buying beer or, you know, pissed off uh you know uh nebraska fans heading back down to lincoln going on the highway you know um uh, and another wild. a great testament to all of this feeling is uh i literally thought you were going to be like fan duel i thought you were going to launch into an ad that i have no idea about <laughs> and a great testament to all those is these raycon wireless <laughs> earbuds What were you going to say, pothead? <laughs> uh, oh, well, I was going to say great testament to this. <laughs> you know how enjoyable that first round of March Madness is? Yeah, baby. That's why I get dude wipes. Okay, yeah, I got it. All right. But, but uh, when those games are happening and you're like at school. You oh, know, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, you just kind of like have to try and follow along. I've never rushed a field after a win. I have. I would. I, it would be I fun. Ne- I'd be terrified I now. Uh, I went to probably seventy-eight Iowa Hawkeye games in a row before ever getting to rush the field. Wow, I forgot you. I well, forgot that was a part of your life was going to that many games. Yeah, I went to like every Hawkeye game for, for a good 13, 14 year stretch. I think I missed one home game, but while I saw my fair share of like great wins where people rushed the field, I, we had row 79, love row 79. Yeah. Shout out row top, 79. Top rows, the greatest, uh, you get to stand up the whole time. You have something mm-hmm. to lean against. Yeah. Great view of the field, but zero chance of ever rushing the field. Oh yeah. Take fucking forever. <laughs> oh Yeah. Takes yeah. forever to get out of the stadium. Yeah. You just kind of have to like sit there for 40 minutes. I think in my whole time, I've been to, I probably went to, probably been to 10 Iowa State football games. Uh, we went to more basketball games, probably two basketball games a year while I was there. So probably Any four wrestling or five. Bit? Never went to wrestling. I did help one year. I, um, the Special Olympics was in Ames and I volunteered. Uh-huh. And so that was kind of cool because you got to do, I got to see everything and help and help out with a lot of different stuff. Standing um, outside the fire. Kind of. Yeah, it, it was all it was indoor stuff, though. Like, so I was uh, 
there was like a group of kids that I helped with their swim league. So for like three hours, I was just kind of watch, like hanging out with them, making sure they knew where to go. But then you're done. And so then I got to go in and watch like the professional Paralympians do shit in in Hilton. And it fucking rocked. It was really fun. Um, But yeah, I never got to storm the field. The worst Iowa State game I was ever at was a uh, in I don't know what year, but it was when Mark Mangino. Remember that big Mario looking motherfucker? He was coach of the uh, of Kansas. Yeah. Yep. And it was a game where Stacy's brother came and I think maybe his wife now, but maybe they're, I think they just met and uh, we were up 21 to zero at halftime. And it was like the fucking greatest. It was oh, like, yeah. this was probably Dan McCarney still. And it was, we or maybe, maybe that next guy that went on to Glenn Kizzle or whatever, but uh, Glenn Kizzle, is that his name? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Gene Chizik. But, uh, and then after half, fuck it, they just put up like 30 points on us and we didn't score again and lost. And it was just such a bummer. I recall uh, that one. But in college, when I was at Iowa State, it was always more fun. We'd always go and hang out in the tailgate area. It was always more fun to be over there and you could get drunk as fuck and then wander home a lot easier oh, yeah. to deal with campus security and stuff. Drink a six pack of Guinness and yeah. wander around. That's right. But we're back in uh, one time. Maybe I've mentioned this on the show. We were tailgating one time and I was wearing a T-shirt, an Iowa State T-shirt that Just said a T-shirt. What yeah. is pool style? And it said pig plus beer equals cyclones or something like that. Hog plus beer equals cyclones. Yeah. And some other Iowa State guy came up to me and like grabbed his dick and was like, if you had a real dick, you'd be an Iowa State fan. And I'm like, oh, I am. An, this is an Iowa State. This is a pro Iowa State shirt. And he's like, oh, OK. He thought it was like an anti Iowa State shirt. Uh-huh. But it was just very oh. funny that he was like trying to get aggressive with me. And I'm like, buddy, we're on the same side. That's funny because uh, I remember I had an anti Iowa State shirt. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, that old Iowa State logo where it's a uh, bird in a cyclone. We were you know? just my wife and I were just talking about it today. Yep. Yeah. Well, I had a T-shirt, but that bird had clown makeup on. Mm, you know? got him clowns so, cyclowns that uh, and i was wearing that with a hawkeye hat walking from kinnick after a big w and uh some guy was up in my face was like yeah cyclones suck and i was like yeah no shit they do that's fun you beat them i liked it when it, that was a fun time that was before i knew real strife but it was always fun after iowa Iowa State weekend when like if your name's like well, somebody's probably going to throw a cinder block through the back of your car tonight. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we were just talking about those, lo- the Iowa State logos today, because apparently uh, I, so, so these two old Iowa players, Iowa State players from back when I was in college, Brett Meyer and uh, Todd Blythe, oh, quarterback, yeah. wide receiver tandem. They were the greatest until the they new regime were so good in Madden. Yeah, totally. Because uh, I, I used to play NCAA, like uh, NCAA a lot. Yeah. Uh, I would always have both of them at that time because yeah. you could import the rosters totally in, into Madden and legit Brett Myers and uh, Todd Blythe were like always like Hall of Fame dudes. Todd Blythe was in my religions class after that game. Dyke. Well, he, and, that's probably why he had to go religious <laughs> class because he played football at Dyke. Brett Meyer was from Atlantic and I knew him from track. I didn't even realize he was a star quarterback, you know, um, but I, uh, I, uh, I was in a religions class and Todd Blythe got four touchdown passes in the game once. And it was like the record for until recently. And when he walked in, it was like 
varsity blues, everybody clapped that Monday morning. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so they were talking on their podcast about how I guess the campus bookstore at Iowa State, they started selling these vintage, all this vintage gear. And it's that logo, the cyclone, the Cy Hawk and the Cy, or the Cy, the Cyclone bird in the low in the, the tornado, which sucks. It looks like shit. We've all, I've never liked it. My generation hates it. But apparently the, the younger generation, it's nostalgic and cool and they love it. So it's funny that like the shittiest logo we've ever had is now being like, oh, that's the cool one. And I just think that's kind of silly. I think it's a cool logo. I don't like know. that one. Don't like it. I like the the bird. That's I got a new hat coming tomorrow. That's the bird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I like the I like the current logo. OK, except for when it's t- sometimes it blends too much, looks too much like a USC style or right. something like that. It looks too generic sometimes, but I kind of like it still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where if our logo had always been what it currently is, it'd be fine. If like they had to come up with that logo in 1888 or something. Uh, but the fact that they came up with it in 2007 makes it a little weird. Yeah. Um, and then the Kansas City Chiefs are three and four falling apart. Uh, throwing picks and uh, the defense disappeared. It's all right. They're just going to turn it around next week. I honestly don't give a fuck what happens. We won a Super Bowl. I got to, I watched it happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want us to come back so bad. I want us to get back there and do it again. But as I, I'm going to root for him, no matter what, I rooted for him when they were one in fucking 16, 15 a couple years ago. Hey, I'm, just, I'm not giving up. Yeah, man. It's just the uh, growing pains of a uh, great roster mm-hmm. having to pay for their great players at the top and then uh losing depth yeah everywhere and and your raiders ha- and buddy having no defense he fired their coach took off that that special teams coordinator must be a hell of a head coach the raiders have not had two boring wins in a row for probably 20 years yeah it's like, wild these were legitimately boring games i didn't see any of today's game so this sucks we don't have do you guys have do you guys pay for um league pass uh no i got this thing called seasons for you uh where you can get like every sporting event on there Ooh. i'm not sure how legit it is but uh, i'll look can, it up if you the, google uh, around you can yeah. find it I, I like pay i split it with an, uh, another guy and uh we pay 150 for an entire year and you can oh, get yeah. like every event from random logan paul boxing events to, uh, oh really yeah yeah that's interesting because we so what i this is what i fucking hate okay especially new york based is you watch the nfl or espn pregame nfl game day stuff all day right and then it's like okay look at all these fucking awesome games getting ready we're hyped here we go one o'clock comes and it's like you're watching the jets play the fucking yeah Whoever and the, the Giants, Giants play the Panthers and you're like, what the fuck? You know? Uh-huh. And, and so like every I, once in a while they'll throw you a bone and it'll be the Patriots. Yeah. Today the, the, the second Dolphins. game. Yeah. Today the and today the second game was Buccaneers and whoever the fuck they just beat. And it's like uh-huh. it's like, what is happening? And then My, I've only seen great, the Chiefs play one yeah. game this year, and that's when they were on Sun Thursday night or Sunday night and lost. Uh-huh. I had a great time. Uh, when I first moved to New York, because I found a Raider bar. And oh I yeah, go there every Sunday. And, and that's just uh, you know that's not. It I, would get packed. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. It, I can't watch it was sports a lot, like that too. I like watching it at home a little bit more. All those, all there's all those dudes that go to that one bar, the football bar. And I just never. It's not. That's not how I take it in. Um, 
but it's I've been having fun with it though. So sports are good. I watched a lot of baseball. Rooted real hard for the Giants, and then they lost. So then I kept rooting for the Dodgers. Then they lost. So super. It looks like the World Series is the Braves versus the uh, Astros. So Ooh. I assume most people are going to be on the Braves side, even though they. I don't like the Braves either. You know. Uh huh. It's just like who do you want to root for, the cheating team or? I don't know. It's well, very you know, confusing. I like Greg Maddox. Is he on the Braves? Is I he mean, their manager or something? Eternally, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know the Braves won that league, whatever that is, the NL, fucking like eight years in a row and never won a World Series or won one World Series or something and won like that. one, yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And they won the division like 15 years Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is their first World Series they've been to since 99. Um, I thought I have a, obviously because of comedy, I know a lot of Atlanta comedians and a lot of them have been talking about like how special this is. Um, and if they win it all, imagine if you're an Atlanta sports fan after what the fuck happened when, uh, old, uh, Falcons went up against Brady, you know, it oh, could yeah, be a big yeah. thing for them to win this thing. And they looked great against the, uh, Dodgers that whole time. I haven't watched the Astros. I haven't watched a single Astros game this whole year, so I don't know. But, uh, I haven't watched a single baseball game this whole year. Pandemic did it, dude. I follow it. I like yeah. I don't I don't pay it. I don't retain it all. You know, I don't remember every player's name and shit, but like, I have a good time watching it. And when I see him on screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, that fucking guy. Yeah, I remember when I was in the really moment, into baseball, Chris Taylor. Or, yeah. uh, when I was really into baseball, I always just loved putting it on the radio. Yeah, baseball is a great radio sport. Um, and then also, I would say any random the way I was talking about how I hate watching like, you know, the Giants play the uh, Cardinals or whatever the fuck or some random team. Uh, that's confusing because I'm talking about football. <laughs> but the way I would complain about watching the watching the Giants play the Panthers and it being your only option. I loved listening to the radio like on a car trip. And it's like, well, you're going to listen to this one random game you don't give a fuck about. Oh, yeah. And you're going to like Stacy and I, whenever we on road trips, we always try to listen to whatever sport is on. And then I'll get out a notebook and we'll like literally keep track of the time, like score and stuff like that. Try to keep up with it. Um, that's always fun. So sports is in full, full swing. Uh, Penguins have not lost a game yet. They're like four Oh and two, I think. Oh, so that's good. Spurs are one and two, but looking good, looking much better than they were last year. Um, two of our big stars from the last decade are on the, uh, they're on the Nets now, so that's a bummer. Do you see what oh, happened? Tony Parker and Tim Duncan are on the Nets. <laughs> no, Patty Mills and La- Lamarcus Aldridge are both. Lamarcus Aldridge retired last year, and now this year he's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm back. I just don't want to play for a non-contender." Uh, oh, so uh, well, at least it's like a Gronk. He pulled a Gronk. Parker and Duncan, then. Yeah, for sure. Do you know there's a dude on the there's a guy on the Miami Heat whose name is uh, Manu Ginobili. No, his name is Duncan Robinson. Oh. Yeah, and he's younger. He's older than well, he's, Tim Duncan, so it's a, it's not a it's not a Spurs Barbasol. fan. I said his middle name is Parker Barbasol? Ginobili. Oh, um. Okay, so then let's move on to the what, next. Robert section. Ori don't get no love. I love Robert Ori. He's got fucking eight rings or whatever, yeah. seven rings. He should be in the goddamn. Uh, uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not. What about his brother Alec? Alec Ori. <laughs> I like him a lot better than his cousin algorithm. That fucker's always burying my stuff. Uh, oh, that's fun. What I, dude? I don't know who this algorithm guy is, but he must be a uh, a ditch digger because he's always burying my shit. Yeah. 
Oh, damn, we're there. Um, let's move into uh, other stuff. Uh, Dune, what do you think? You watch it? Yeah. You like it? It was good. Uh, it was a lot of exposition. I have no idea what's going on most of the time because it's a giant fucking universe with a bunch of stuff going on. But I think they did a good job of like yeah. trying to make it smaller than and then still have all the bigness and everything have, looked good. And have you ever seen uh, the the 80s Dune? No, that's probably pretty, I think that's pretty, good. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't know shit, but the wife is a Dune a super fan. Oh, cool. She I, loves, I loves the book and like uh, shy. The, the dog. dog is named after shy Halud. Oh, I didn't know the, that. That's the cool. name for the worms. Uh, apparently, Shy was also nearly named Duncan, Ohio. That's Duncan, Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. That is the funniest shit on Earth. And I forgot that. Right. So here's my thing. I watched the original, the 80s Dune, and I liked it. I watched it like in the last couple of years. I enjoy it a lot. And I've read I've like half read the books. I love the universe. I love the ideas. I just have never gone full bore. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to do that with this movie. And I started watching it literally like on my phone on the way into work one day. And I'm like, so I'm like probably half an hour in and I love what's happening. Also, it I know this is wrong, but it feels like a shot for shot remake. Like, I swear to God, this is exactly what is happening in the first movie. Um, but I don't know. But um, I decided today that I think I think on Tuesday after work, I'm just going to go see it in the theater because I, I want to yeah. be able to watch it like a real movie, you know? Um, and then you after went, that, watch it four or five times on my phone until it goes away, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we went to the Flicks brew mm-hmm. house, which is like oh, an cool. alley where you can get yeah. like, a meal and a couple of beers. And uh, How, did you really always know Shy was named after Dune? Yeah, but oh, again, that's cool. I don't know shit about Dune. That's cool. Um, but, let's see. Uh, I, it, Go ahead. Just an objectively good and well-made movie. And, yeah, I love that director uh, always, a lot. It's always funny too when you get these movies like this where it's a big ensemble piece, mm-hmm. but it really just looks like uh, the newest Avengers movie because everybody's like, a famous person. Because mm-hmm. it's always like, uh, oh, there's Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, everybody does genre films, so it's like, hey, there's Thanos slash Cable slash fucking yeah. uh, Josie Wales or whatever. No, not Josie Wales. Josie uh, X. Yeah, Jonah uh, X. Jonah X. Jonah Hex. Yeah, there we go. By the way, I, I still from say him is Aquaman. Jonah Hex got, kicks ass. Jonah Hex is a very good movie. Go watch it. It rules. Yeah, then they got Poe Dameron slash right. Apocalypse. Yep. In the movie. Slash and, uh, Moon Knight. That motherfucker's yeah. also Moon Knight. Fucking Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they have Mary Jane Watson. Oh, I didn't even know. Wait, which one? Zendaya. Right? Oh, yeah. That's Zendaya. MJ. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I was thinking yeah. Kirsten Dunst, but she might be in it, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, she could be. Has Chalamet been in an MCU? No, no. He's he's too good for it. Not yet. I, he'll, he'll do fucking uh, folks do jokes. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but he's too good for uh, folks do jokes oh, about also, him. But I like him. Batista. Batista's great. Yeah. Drax. He's in it. Fucking Drax. I love that's where I stopped and watching it because I love that. Skarsgård. He's when he. He's the fucking doctor from uh, Thor. Mm-hmm. He's the phase one fucking uh, scientist. Yeah. When Eric Ludwig or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> that's when I turned it off was when I re- and I think maybe it's pr- it could be considered corny. But when 
uh, Batista's like yelling about he's like, how could they let us do this? Yeah, I, I, I was like, I got to watch this in the movie theater. I can't just watch this on my phone. It's going to be annoying me. But I love that director. He did um, uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner 2049 and Arrival, which I love which, both those yeah. movies. It's funny. Uh, I brought this up to the wife. We've only gone to the theater three times. Mm hmm. And uh, the first time was one of our first dates. It was Blade Runner 2049 at oh. the what, Syndicate Theater in Brooklyn. Sure. Which, it, which is one of those dinner theaters yeah. as Same well. Thing. So it's kind of funny coming full circle. That's that, fun. Uh, we went to a David Villanueva movie at a uh, theater like that. That's very Thursday. cool. And also, it's that, I guess the pandemic factors in, but that really surprised me. You guys have only been to that many movies together. She's got like uh like a light stigma type thing. So with her eyes? Yeah. So yeah, she's, okay. She's not the biggest fan of the movies. Neither Stacy. I just love fucking going by myself. Me so too. it works out great. Me too. Like I used to just try and like plan shit to go mm -hmm. to the movies all the time. And eventually just found out. <laughs> It's just way better and one way of the, more enjoyable to just say, fuck planning shit. I just go by myself. One of the biggest regrets of my life is that I did not do movie pass and take advantage of it when it was happening. It was in that weird gray period where yeah. I didn't have expendable income, but I probably could have afforded it. Yeah. Um, but God damn, it would have been worth it. Um, all right. So you watch Muppets Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. See, I did this very similar thing I did with Dune. Popped it on. Watched five minutes of it and was like, this is when Stacey wants to watch. I got to tell you, I don't know how long he's been doing it, mm -hmm. but but the new Kermit yeah. is a new Kermit. I can tell. What do you mean? He just sounds different. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kermit's off right now. Do you know? Oh, God. Did you ever watch Silicon Valley? Good musical numbers. Yes, I did. Okay. You know the hot guy who's got Jay like... Miller was hilarious in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy sucks. Yeah, um, Silicon Valley. It's got that guy. You know, the guy that's like the Martin hot Star. guy. No, Martin I'm Star. looking up his name. Chris Diamantopoulos. Um, Let me show you this guy real quick. Um, where is it? Was he in Freaks and Geeks? No, it's this. It's this guy here. Was he, um, this was guy he right here. Party down. You see this guy? Oh, yeah. So he's he's in, he's he was like the hot guy who like donated who like yeah, this guy fucks invested money. Yes. Okay, so that guy, he is a hot actor who's in a lot of stuff. Also, he's the voice of Mickey Mouse <laughs> in all Mickey Mouse shit right now. Isn't that oh, weird? Boy. It is. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I just found that out the other day. Uh, pretty wild. Um, okay, so I want to see it. You liked it. You enjoyed it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it looks so good, and I knew Stacy would want to watch good. it. If I, I mean, if good I musical didn't. numbers, and it was a quick, jaunty fifty-five minutes. I love those. I love it. You, know, you know, I love a, a Muppet yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, it's more of a special than a movie. Which oh, okay. I, I prefer because it's 55 minutes. Sure. It's, it's it feels more like your old school Muppet special. Yeah. Which is what they should do anyway. So you don't have to have all that weight on there. To like yeah. It's not as movie. heavy as a film. Yeah, exactly. You can just go out there, do some bits, do some songs, bring on some guests uh and have some cameos muppet style speaking of uh like disney stuff did you watch lego star wars terrifying tales yet no is it good yeah i really enjoyed it it's 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 kind of on that it's made for children so it's all kind of on that line of corny um I, but it's yeah. good and i always yeah 
forget how much I've enjoyed watching any like Lego TV thing. Yeah. When they take a IP and then like have their little like specials and shit. Yeah. Uh, I typically enjoy those. So I, sh- I should check out the other one. Well, I'll tell you this. If, the, if your, wi- if your whist- whistle isn't wetted yet, you know, like your basement. Uh, Master Shake is in it as the main voice, is one of the main voices. And so is Christian Slater. So, wow, it's great. It's fun. Um, let's see. Uh, number one in the hood. G. Number one in the hood. G. Uh, Eternals. That's coming out this week. Are you excited for our next week? I'm sorry. Next week. You excited? Yeah. You just keep going back and forth on being like crazy excited and not wanting to give a shit at all with that movie. That's where well, I'm at. It's been out forever, but it just looks like we're going to get some really fucking powerful motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, throwing down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, lo- why is Rob, there a- Rob Stark? Yeah, looks like a the Black Knight, super, Superman. Yeah, type guy. He's got laser. Oh, Rob Stark. No, flying. yeah, that's Rob Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear yeah, you he, saying he's like flying around and laying big punches. And Do, have you seen uh, that shit? I just want to see big superpowers. You know, have you seen that shit about? There's a scene where a kid's like, "Oh, you're Superman," and he's like, "No, I'm not Superman." He's like, "Yeah, you shoot the lasers out of your eyes. You're Superman." And so it's like, wait a minute, is Superman part of? Like, do they know who Superman is or is well, it like, is that DC their TV? Comics. Well, what? So I saw somebody make the comment of like, if superheroes were real constantly, would you really need the, Would people be into the comics? You know what I mean? Would you want like fictional superheroes in your comics or you know what I mean? Um, yes. But I thought that was interesting. Uh, the other guy, Black Knight is going to is played by um, the other Stark. What's his name? Uh, John, guy, Snow. John Snow. Yeah. And that that Black Knight is an awesome character from the comics, I know. And so I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, but uh, there's a lot of spoilers well, already me, out. All of the Eternals are pretty much white knights. Hello. Fucking Disney, S-J. go woke, go yeah. broke, you know? Yeah. Uh, SJW Marvai. Um, there's a bunch of spo- spoilers for that movie already out, and I don't fucking get it, and I don't like it. Well, don't read them. No, I like I'm. On my Google news feed, there was an article by Polygon that was just like the whole co- the title was a spoiler. And I'm like, what the hell? And then all the comments on it are like, what the fuck is this spoiler doing? But whatever. Um, Secession is back. Very good. I don't know if you watch this on HBO. It's very uh, the new season is good. I'm excited. Um, what we do in the shadows. Boy, have you seen the last two episodes? Oh, yeah. I know you're lying. Yeah. You, have, you have not. I'm being serious now. <laughs> Uh, something happens in these last two in these last two episodes. That's fucking crazy. You have to watch it. It's so exciting. And there's I think there's one more episode left this season. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's kind of it. We really talked about sports and all the things. So uh, what's it? We take a stop down and then uh, come back and uh, talk about cool runnings. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. This is nostalgic front podcast time. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, buddy, it's time. Some people say they know they can't believe. 
Patrick and Reem got a podcast show. I'm honestly, I think if you were to look at the two of us, that would be the most believable thing. Oh, yeah. They got wives. They're, I don't walk think so. Up and be like, I will give you one dollar to shut the hell up. Yeah. Do these guys got wives? Nah. Do they got a podcast? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, um, goddamn cool runnings. Disney's oh. cool runnings. Oh, easily the best winter sport related movie put out by Disney in the early 90s, bar none. I For sure. Think of another. Um, now, I feel like one thing that sucks, not sucks, I'm just straight out the top. When we talked about it, when we talked about it, yes. Once I watched, once I rewatched it, I was like, great movie. Love it. Not really a John Candy movie in the way the other three we did work. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. And I didn't plan. I didn't think of that, even though I I watched I did, this recently. But I just wanted to watch Cool Runners. Yeah, it's great. The but cast is great. I will say mm-hmm. that being said, John Candy <sighs> is this uh, of the other three movies we watched. This is mm-hmm. his best like acted like. Well, it's Coach Blitzer has to get serious. He's he acts his ass off. He acts. His it's ass not improving his ass the, off the like scene, in other movies. Yeah, exactly. The scene, like his strongest scenes are him just like being real. Yeah, for real. It really like, shows like it's a bummer. This was the last movie yeah. released while he was alive or second. Maybe I think this yeah. is the last hit. I think Canadian Bacon came out first. Um, but uh, it just sucks because, you know, he had more. Yeah. Well, with this and JFK, he had more serious shit in him. A lot of his screen time in the movie is either. uh fucking going through his plot with the old American team. Yeah. Like his old coach and old team, you know, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of emotional stake there. And then his uh, relationship and emotional connection with Darice. Yeah. So like for a lot of the movie, he's just like the emotional rock of yeah. the entire team. And he's also seen, but not heard, you know, like he's, yeah. he's in the, he's, he's, he's not there a lot. But like, I agree. I think like um, not to jump right in towards the end, but like the seat, like once they get pulled because they're they say they, they haven't competed nationally yet. Yeah. But then when he goes in and confronts the bobsled board and Give him a fucking Oscar. Yeah, that's fucking great. And it's honest and real. And it feels like a Disney movie thing, but he makes it feel like it's a real thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like just like the music swelling and this is the Disney scene. You're better than this, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, I really like that. So, okay. So let's jump right into the beginning of this movie. This movie starts. This movie came out on October 3rd, 1993. Now, you know, it made a lot of fucking money. I was surprised. I didn't even look at that. Like I knew it was like, uh, or at least for, I think it it was a hit of stakes that it had in it. And then on top of that, it did very well on VHS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A budget of 17 mil box office was one hundred and fifty four point nine. So, yeah, you know, it did 90s dollars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I dropped my cell phone. And like I said, it had a strong VHS run out there. I ran my VHS into the goddamn ground. Um, Like, especially the top of this movie, all of it very burned into my skull. Let me ask you, uh, what world event do you think also happened the day this came out? Early 90s. October 1993. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll give you a hint. There's a film. Tanya Harding? 
No, there's a, I'll give you another hint. A, a good answer, but no. But there's a film about what else happened on the date this movie came out. Good film. We've probably both seen it. Argo. No, the Battle of Mogadishu. Oh. Yeah. Black Hawk Down, the uh-huh. Somalia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, so that, you know, this is in the theater. Eat you're at heading Mogadishu's. To, you're, you're 15 in 1993. You're like, well, I'm going to go to school today. After school, I'm going to head over to the mall and watch Cool Runnings. Middle of the day, you're like, what the fuck is happening there. in Somalia? You know? Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, other movies, not no other real big movies came out this week. Uh, for love of for lover money, which has got Michael J. Fox in it. I don't never heard of it. Freaked, which is that it's written by the Ted from Bill and yeah. Ted. Yep. Um, Bobcat Goldthwaite, Mr. T. Yeah. Andy Quaid. Malice M. Butterfly Shortcuts, which is that movie by Robert Altman, where I think they're sex it's, addicts. Or something. Movies were so much weirder back yeah. then because we didn't know that some that michael j fox movie was probably supposed to be a big movie mm-hmm. and then nobody gave a shit about it yeah but i will say the week before this came out dazed and confused the week after this came out we got demolition man so and mr nanny so it's sandwiched between some pretty yeah. classic those, nostalgic front movie those those are all vhs heavy hitters for me yeah right there. rudy also Dazed, came out very soon same month dazed and confused and demolition man i definitely had ripped copies of those off of like movie channels when okay so 1993 october 1993 at the box office was swings or misses it was home runs or outs like it was uh-huh. demolition man uh, uh, cool runnings or for the love of the game or uh, what's this one called? Uh, fearless judgment night. That's great. And then a movie called 20 bucks with a huge cast. Never heard of it. And then it wraps up with nightmare before Christmas. So October 93 was huge. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so the movie starts you. So this was your VHS tape as a kid, you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you watch uh, this a shit ton. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember one summer vacation when we didn't have cable and it was uh, me and my brother were either putting this on mm-hmm. or uh, Ace Ventura almost every day. So I could I, see that. Yeah. Especially uh, the first act of this movie. I, I knew every line and everything. And I don't I know. watched it in years. So it's always surreal it was fun. when you come when you come back to one of those movies that are like ingrained and. And when you're like, oh, I remember 90% of this. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't remember any of this part. Like I re- I watched this movie for the first time for the first time, like as paying attention, like it was always on, it was on in the background a lot when I was a kid or at a party birthday party, you might watch it. But I watched it beginning to end maybe a year ago during the pandemic sometime. But I rewatched it today. And all of a sudden I'm, that when they get to the, the fight at the country bar, I was like, oh, uh-huh. I forgot all about this, you know? And it's just yeah. that thing where every movie in the early 90s had like a country bar or a line dancing scene or something. Oh, shit. yeah. Yeah. Um, I was watching Necessary Roughness on Pluto mm-hmm. TV last night. Hell yeah. We almost did a podcast about that one. We did. Uh, the uh, Sometimes yeah. we'll have to bring that idea back. Kula. Okay, I, I thought you were like tripping out. I was looking away and I just heard and I thought you were like glitching. Uh, the Okay, cast is great. Here's my imitation of uh, Count Bacula. 
I want to set right things that once went wrong. They, on, on what we do in the shadows this season, they do that. They do you remember that? Have you seen uh-huh. that episode yet? There's an episode where Nadia is the, the cold open is Nadia doing basically like a web call, like a Zoom call with Scott uh-huh. Bakula. And she's like, I'm so excited to meet you, Count Bakula. And he's like, I don't understand what's happening right now. And he's like on the computer. And then uh, Guillermo's like, he's not. a. It's not Bakula. It's not Dracula. It's Bakula. And she's like, what? And he's like, I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry. I, I was told that I should call the. I'll, I got to go. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, uh, the movie's great. The open like for being a Disney movie, this movie is I don't know how to say it. like, you know, Miracle with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Same thing. It's a great movie. Mighty Ducks is a different kind of great movie. Like, I feel it like is. this is a great movie made for late 20s or 20 year olds. Yeah. Mighty Ducks is a great movie made for 10 year olds there. Yeah. Uh- for a Disney movie, especially a Disney movie at this time. Yeah. It has a lot of edge. Yeah. And like, it, and like literally talking about race, like, oh, what you the they're like, we're, we're, we're worried about how this treats the group. And it's like, oh, because of four black guys. And uh-huh. also just the idea of a Disney movie with four black guys starring in it, you know? Yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, let's see. Even though, even though you can see this is definitely uh early 90s uh, mm-hmm. movie with four black guys because like everybody in the production is pretty much white. Yeah. You know, and uh, you, you can definitely kind of see that with uh, a lot of the costumes or uh, the clothing everybody's wearing where it's pretty much just like JC Penny uh, Jamaican collection. Yeah. Yeah. Where everybody's just got like bright color fucking JC Penny clothes. I was wondering, I thought this was written by a a black guy, but I don't oh, know. Maybe not. Well, whoever wrote it is a big fat liar. It's not a real story. It didn't really happen. None of this shit happened. It says None based real on people. true events. It yeah. doesn't say based on a true uh, story. Yeah, here's what's true. There was a Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. The rest of it, all bullshit. There's no Irv Blitzer. Nope. You know, there's no Doris Banner. Nope. Sanka Coffee, greatest now push there cart. Were- Actually, I'm glad to know push cart is a thing. Yeah, push hard's real. And there was a Yule Brenner, you know, the king and I yeah, and all that. He's right. great. Uh-huh. And also, holy shit. Uh, bobsledding <laughs> is dangerous. Like they use that as a yeah. joke and a bit in the one uh, great scene where yeah. uh, John Candy shows everybody the all the perspective bobsledder is a real to real on bobsledding. And then it ends with uh, sledder killed in crash, mm-hmm. but uh, I was looking up bobsledding on Wikipedia, and there have been a lot of deaths. Well, I think There's a whole list. I think deaths. in like recently, like I think in the Vancouver like 2008 or 2010 Winter Olympics, bobsledders died on TV in during the games. Also, uh, they are now like an even worse case. Mm-hmm. in the NFL and, and stuff about uh, CTE retroactive brain trauma and just sure. like figuring out because there's like a long history of like alcoholism and suicides and well shit. you just see and how they're you see their little fucking, yeah yeah that's what's Bobby and that's why it's called the bobsled more yeah. like Bob head yeah the, I think it's funny so when you watch when I watch the movie you obviously you get the Yule Brenner joke that's kind of funny but when I'm looking at the IMDb I never realized that Dougie Doug is his name is Sanka Coffee. 
uh-huh. which is a brand of coffee. It's like, uh-huh. oh, come on, motherfucker. Now, probably his name. I would assume the character's real name is something else. And just, since his last name was Coffee, they just started calling him Sanka uh, as like a joke. Um, but I thought that was really funny. Pushcart driver. He's got a real uh, Anakin Skywalker thing happening because it's like he's the greatest driver ever, but he fucking wrecks right at the beginning and doesn't really look like he's all that good, you know? Yeah. Well, it's he like, was winning. Hey, Anakin, how many races have you won? None yet. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. Hey, man, we got a ship on your ass, all right? He's got a crew. Uh, it is cool though. I, I love the, when I was a kid, we would always do stuff like that. Like, you know, use an old broken go-kart or something and try to build basically push carts. We didn't know what we were calling them and yeah. then ride them down hills and like fucking, you know, just tumble ass over foot, you know, and it was always fun. Yeah. Um, so they decided to put together the team, uh, cause the, at the beginning they're running they're They is the whole impetus. Is it just that Darice wants a medal? His dad's an Olympian. Yeah. And but is that and what's he, pushing him? Is he, he wants to be an Olympian? He's got to prove he's yeah. the best uh, track runner in, all, in Jamaica it, on the island. Like, yeah. Even people like random people know mm-hmm. that he's a great track and field runner because they talk about it. Like nobody would know that. Anyways, no, no, but every, no. Apparently everybody knows it. Uh, and he's going to run at the Olympic qualifying and yeah. he's going to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Well, it's even uh, really driven home when they're getting ready to race, and uh, the guy that eventually trips. And yeah, uh, Junior. The- yeah, Junior. When he meets uh, Darice, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, you're Darice Banner." Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And then you're he right. turns into the Hulk and fucking mm-hmm. smashes him. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I- so we know there that he's he's fucking hot shit. I don't know. Now, this is not an interesting thing. I uh-huh. Googled my ass off to figure it out today. But there is either an actor or a current sports star whose name, ready, is either Malik, Rawl, Leon, Darice Jr., or that's it probably, right? Basically, there's a current actor or athlete who I saw a story on who his mother, their, his mother named him after her favorite character in Cool Runnings. Oh, that's awesome. But I don't remember where, and I Googled the shit out of this today to try to find it. It was probably, I think it was maybe a college football player, and it was maybe one of those like college game day stories they do or something. Um, and I'm wondering now if it's somebody named Leon, Leon, because that sounds right. But uh, I just thought that was a fun little thing, and it's awesome. not in the IMDb trivia. It's not, So it's like, I can't even, I can't even back this up. I just heard this, and I thought that was fun, you know? Um, but uh, also, Leon's yeah. hot as hell. Oh yeah, he was a, he was like a heartthrob. He was like a model yeah. heartthrob at the time. Um, yeah. Dougie He's Doug. Like, nobody was over everybody. Nobody just, does what Dougie Doug does. By the way, Dougie Doug is great. In that Where scene. is he at now? Is he still doing stuff? I don't know. He was in uh, maybe. I don't know what happened to him. Sounds like a bit of a Cosby mystery. Mm-hmm. Not Cosby Mysteries, Co- yeah. uh, Cosby, the other one. I know, I and know. I hear you. I just I hear you. to say that. He I always like- liked the names of the people in this movie when I was sitting at home. Sanka? The credits. Doug E. Doug. Yep. He and- was in That Darn Cat, remember? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. Me too. He's because still doing he's stuff. hilarious in this. Looks like he's uh, still doing he stuff. He's John Candy Sled God. Mm-hmm. 
I love how much when, when, okay. So they run a race, they run the qualifying Olympic race and junior falls down, trips them. They can't win. So they can't go to the Olympics, but, uh, Doris still really wants to go to the Olympics. And he's talking to his dad and sees this picture of his dad with this white guy. And he's like, who's that fucker? And he's yeah. like, uh, oh, that's, oh, uh, that's Irv. Irv Blitzer. He has some crazy theory about yeah. getting Jamaican sprinters to push a bobsled. The real leap of faith in the first like act, right? Where yeah. they're like, oh, who's this guy? The guy that's going to be the catalyst for the whole movie. What's this guy that makes no fucking sense why he's here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and then also, of course, the guy that runs the Olympic qualifying committee yeah. office is like, yeah. Last I heard, he was a bookie at this bar. Yeah, if this bar you can walk to easily if he's not dead yet because he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I will say I love John Candy with all my heart. Watch, I've watched a lot of John Candy like interviews and videos this year, this week especially. Um, he looks bad in this. He really like, does. He does not look like he's he's healthy. Um, and and it just is such a bummer that like, he was probably just working so hard doing so many movies. And there's also a lot of stories about how, like, I don't remember what it was, but some movie that came out before this bombed or maybe two. He was coming off two bombs, I think. Mm -hmm. Who's Harry Crumb, maybe. And uh, I don't know. Nothing but trouble, maybe was a bomb and stuff. And so, like, he was kind of delirious, of course. So, like, he was coming off these bombs. His ego was hit and he's unhealthy. So it's like, oh, fuck. And you can just know he's got like a year left in him and. Uh, but he's still great. He acts his ass off. I love oh, that yeah. scene when they meet him in the bar. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And just Therese and, being the catalyst for it all is so good. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just a connection that uh, they're going to make in that scene anyway. That kind of drives mm -hmm. the movie yeah. for most of it. Um, I like how they all come together. Like when they do the 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 they once they get into it, they do the the open call or whatever for Bob's letters. And then at the end, it's just those three and fucking the way Yul Brynner shows up and yeah. he's like, I'll not be on a team. And he's like, okay, that's fine. But we're Bob's letters. And John Candy's like, uh, actually, uh, you need four. You've only got three. So you're not a bobsled, <laughs> you know, you can't bobsled. And then the way when junior comes in and they all realize he's the one that fucking tripped him. Yeah. And they attack him. I think that's very funny. I like junior. He's his whole thing with, being the son of a wealthy guy and everything like he's got the funniest story, I think. And I really like that. Um, yeah. And I like Plus, the way the heart comes back. Yeah. And again, uh, Yule and Junior being so far apart early in the movie yep. just makes them coming together when like, he does that. That's when he's the heart of the. That's really the only arc we get out of Yule Brenner is mm -hmm. him going from being a fucking hard ass to being a good, true friend. But that's a good arc. It is. And that that and it, that's good. It, it, yeah. And it's in its earned... the shot of after it's back to back because he helps Junior confront his dad. Yep. Junior does that on the elevator, mm -hmm. you know, to finally be a badass mutta. And yeah. then he turns around and there's fucking uh uh Yule Brenner there to fucking be like, Yeah. What is the what is the quote? I got there? your back. We're a team, baby. I'm looking up the exact quote he says. Tell me what you see. I see pride. Yeah, I see pride. I see power. I see, I see a, a badass, badass mother, mother who don't take, take no nothing crap off of nobody. nobody. And also, and when this he's, is a Disney movie saying yeah, ass he multiple out, times. He he says it like three times, and he and Junior's all hyped up. Right, and, where'd he go? And then he just walks out. Yeah, and Yule Yule's like, 
what are you doing? And then there he gets in that bar fight. That's the thing I completely yeah. forgot about the whole where the movie turns and, into pure country starring George uh, uh, straight that, for a minute. That's one of those things uh, <laughs> that I took with me for a while. One of those non uh, sequitur like parts of a like movie quotes is mm-hmm. uh, or else what Jamaica. Oh, sure. Yeah. One of the best things right there to it. And, or and, else what? And that scene, too, I really like how so Dougie Doug is out there dancing with some girl. I think her name is yeah. Megan. Uh-huh. He's got a like a fucking piece of straw in his mouth. They're just line dancing. You just love that fucking line. Dan- I could tell you're watching that line dancing. <laughs> well, and just getting like, hell, yeah. Well, it's because I for somehow I forgot about that. Like when I when I think of this movie, I never would have been like, oh, yeah. And then they get in a fight with the other team in the line dance room. Uh-huh. And I just watched I, I just watched Pure Country starring George Strait like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like the fucking early 90s loved honky tonks, you know, <laughs> and the way when the, yeah. well, the we fight were living breaks in out, a diffy world, we were. God bless him. Uh, the way the fight breaks out and Dougie Doug just comes out of nowhere. It is like, uh, yippee yay. And also, I, I love just just the uh, short transition of uh, him square dancing in one shot, mm-hmm. you know, having a good time. And then you come back and now the girl that he was square dancing next to or line dancing. Yeah, my bad. line dancing. Uh, she's wearing his uh, Rasta hat. And she, yeah. He's got his ca- her cowboy hat on. And he says something. He's like, I got to go, Megan. <laughs> like, it's really quick. It's like, see you later, Meg. And then he runs off. And again, uh, Another yep. great scene to bring the team together. Yeah, that's what the thing is. It's just it's a good story. I saw fucking I when, got emotional at the end. Yeah, I'm it's lie. when they because also I remember that they crash, right? Yeah. And they crash like a couple times, you know, so you're yeah. like, I'm like, oh, there. So then with the end, when it when it the big time, you're like, oh, I'm and and I also I couldn't remember. Do they win? Do they end up getting through it all? But the way that it works where they crash and they carry themselves through and stuff like that's emotional, you know, yeah. like that's that's a good story. And it's not it's not necessarily the happy ending. We all win since it's not a real story they're portraying. They could have yeah. just been like, and then they won the gold. Isn't well, that cool? Yeah, it's really like how they set like the whole arc is what they say at the end of the movie is uh, they uh, four years later, they returned to the Olympics mm-hmm. as equals, you know? Yeah. Cause like nobody believes in them from go, you know, they're trying to raise money, which is a great scene. Yeah. But it's oh, yeah. literally when he's on this when, when that's when Dougie Doug is singing your song. Yeah. Uh, and that guy comes up and is just like, uh, I'll pay you a dollar to stop singing. <laughs> yeah. Which is great too, because outside of that, he made 14 cents apparently. Also, a funny scene. That I feel like does not, it kind of feels like it goes on too long, but it's when I, is it junior or is it Dere- one of them goes to a bank and is like, he almost does like a yeah, shark take Darish. pitch. He's like, yeah. I'm here today. To everybody give you an pointing option. and laughing and the and way that their one heads back, like the guys from fucking George of the jungle. It is. It's so funny how hard they're laughing at him. Uh, yeah. Gosh. And then it's kind of funny because they have to raise $20,000 and then we get this little montage yeah. of, uh, them just doing like the most cheap fundraiser things imaginable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sanka's dancing in the streets. Fucking uh, Yule Brenner is arm wrestling people for a dollar. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, Doris 
has a kissing booth going. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like a stud. Yeah. Which, hey, man. Good looking it, dude. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I'm pro sex work. So get out there and. Yeah, for sure. Shake, shake it, Leon. This is, I think, interesting. So I've been uh, like having the IMDb's up and stuff. So the right, the director is John Turtletub, who the movie he directed before this that got him this oh, movie. That's. Nah, I hate that, dude. You got to get a fucking turtle aquarium. Well, turtle tub. I'm just thinking about Raph laying in that fucking farmhouse. You know, I'm crying, oh, dude. Remember fucking taking a tub with your toys? Oh, yeah. I love uh, I like that. Get, Speaking you, of tub, when a, they're in the tub yeah. and they're practicing together, that's really fun. Oh, it is. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, that's, that's got to be a big that's ass a tub. fake tub. That's a big ass tub. <laughs> they made that tub just for that fucking shot. One of the best there's, comedic things. There's probably like leg holes in the bottom of that fucking yeah. tub. One of the funniest comedic things I think we've ever I've ever been a part of was and this is nowhere anymore. So listeners, I'm just explaining it to you. But uh, when Gideon and I did that web series with Luke and we it was this premise was it was this ghost who we, he was trying to figure out how to pass on to the next realm, but he couldn't because he had to complete his to do list. And one of the things he never did was he never went whitewater rafting. And so we try to make it so that he can do that while trapped in our apartment. So Luke is in the tub on a kitchen chair. Gideon and I have hoses and we're just blowing bubbles in there and he's paddling with a canoe paddle, just screaming mush, mush. It's so funny. We're splashing water up on Luke. It's a lot of good tub talk on this one. Punk rock, baby. Um, Golly. But so they raise the money. No, wait. Do they raise the money? No, they don't. I'm unclear. How did they get past? Junior sells his car. Oh, that's right. The, the big move where, you know, yeah. he sells his car. So his, his dad is another reason to get like, ooh, his, Junior and his dad. Yeah, because his dad just wants him. Later. Yeah, it's really fucked up when his dad like all of a sudden shows up in Vancouver or wherever, you know, shows up yeah. in Alberta, wherever they are. Like, like hey, dude, buddy. He's at the Olympics. Yeah. Like, he can take a fucking soul-sucking corporate fucking job whenever. Yeah, especially with connections you got. You Sometimes know, people write Webster, movies. Webster and Cohen. Yeah, is gonna, it isn't going anywhere. Sometimes people write movies and they're like, OK, well, the dad feels this way, but they don't step back and be like, well, the dad wants him to take a job at his bank. And so everything against that is bad. But it's like, well, he's going to be an Olympian. Like there's got to be the, that that is a non-realistic action for the father, you know, like. Ugh. Every, especially when, uh, like high profile dad goes and hangs out with other high profile dads. Yeah, and everybody's fucking kid works at Webster. Webster. Yeah, it's Cohen. like my kid's you an know? Olympian. Nobody. Yeah, that he gets to swing that fucking dick and be like, oh yeah, my kid, he's gonna start working at Webster, Webster and Cohen, but until then, he's he's just an Olympic athlete. You know? Also, here's the thing, man. You don't even have to fucking be good to be considered an Olympian. You just have to get there, you know? Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting thing. Uh, at the, When this movie came out, this was the highest grossing Walt Disney picture ever. Doesn't that seem crazy? Oh, yeah. Now, maybe no, this, maybe this really. means... Oh, uh, live... Just sorry, because of, pardon yeah. me. Live action. Live action. Yeah. Forgot yeah, yeah. the word live action. That well, makes picture sense. Picture, I think, is... Uh, also mean the same thing. A giveaway but, on there? Yeah. 
Because if you think about it, there's probably a good 20 years since they had any like big ones. Yeah. Like in the eighties, they didn't have very many. No, uh, they used to do all the ones like Swiss family Robinson and that darn yep, cat. And yeah. Shit. And now everybody's making way more money. Cause if you look at uh, when this came out, the other ones would have been like, uh, cause they did touchstone in the eighties. So they kind of got a, away from releasing any live action movies under the Disney banner yeah. until like this, the incredible journey uh yeah yeah mighty ducks and shit started to come out a little are bit we to believe the first time they ever actually use a uh bobsled an actual bobsled on ice is once they're at the olympics <laughs> yep okay because i know they're practicing stuff and like in my head there was like some the, when i first watched this there's like some cutaway where it's like maybe a couple months past and they went to like some place but in when you watch it you're like well this is all just happening kind of quick you know yeah that scene when they first get to canada and uh dougie doug walks up and he's you can see his breath and they're like what are you smoking buddy he's like i'm not smoking i'm breathing breathing. (laughs) that was a class that's a classic child thing smoking oh yeah you know blowing out the hot the air that's a good move i like when Uh, they're doing the cold weather endurance and oh. it's a cold opening on the scene. There you go. Where John Candy, and this is just good John Candy, mm-hmm. is talking about the importance of cold weather endurance. And then he opens up the door in the ice cream truck, and mm-hmm. Dougie Doug's in there. And, and his fucking yeah. his, his hair piece cracks off. Um, yeah, goddamn. Uh, apparently, you know, the egg. So, so Sanka, Dougie Doug has yeah. the, the lucky like, egg. I'm curious about this lucky egg because, like, is it boiled? There's no way. Uh, well, that How, a- how's this thing not cracking? Also, I think it's interesting. He wants people to kiss his egg. Yeah. And uh, other than the first scene where he has like a custom made necklace mm-hmm. to store his egg, as soon as they're bobsledding, do you know where he stores yeah. his lucky egg? Yeah, up his ass, up his butthole. Like he puts it down his fucking pants. Oh, so up his, all by his cock. So he's like, hey, do you want to kiss my lucky egg and get pink eye? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I saw, so in 2015, Dougie Doug says that he still has the eggs, that they were made of rubber, and that it's like one of his favorite things he's got from movies. Hell yeah. From any movie he's been in. Uh, well, these guys had to have loved every minute yeah, of this movie. Especially because they're because, all, it, it, it's uh, Yul Brynner's first movie, Leon's yeah. first movie. It's these guys' first film. I had, this was one of those movies where every supporting actor, mm-hmm. uh, I was a fan of and everything they do, which is kind of interesting because Days of Confused was yeah. one of those same movies too. Same but week. Like every time I saw Dougie Doug in something, I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh I remember watching a lot of New York Undercover. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Because uh Yule Brenner's and that. Well, he's he's like never stopped. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. He's probably got the biggest career out of this movie since this movie. Yeah. Um I know Leon's in that Madonna video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they Just date. Weren't like they a, a couple? Prayer, whoa, I love a t- well, probably. I think they were a couple for a little bit. But like Leon's in the guy or the, not Leon. Um, Malik Yoba, who played uh, Yul Brynner. He's like never stopped being in shit. Um, and when he's not in movies yeah. that we've like, when he's not in A-list well, movies, he's in television programs that are good. Yeah, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dougie Doug's a good actor. And Leon is just a, a, a professional. Yeah, 
Okay, I see what you're saying. Leon, <laughs> I don't think acts very much anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, no, he's got a pretty hefty IMDb. Um, because I thought he was like a model or a singer or something. He was something else. And then they made this movie kind of around him. Um, maybe not. He was in a lot of random stuff. Yeah, he's in like Above the Rim. Yeah, he's in Above the and Rim. He's in uh, Boys in the Hood, right? Is he? He's in Cliffhanger. No. no. He's in Waiting to Exhale later on. Oh, yeah. Um, He's the fucking island hottie because he's a fucking. So I'm wrong. He is in. So he yeah. was a regular. He was in a lot of random acting. TV shows. He's I thought Leon he was the professional. <laughs> I thought he was like a uh, uh, the, he was. I thought it was like one of those things where like this guy's a model or an actor and we're just going to throw him in this movie to. Yeah. Did have you know this, guy. this was uh, this movie was uh, Jonathan Davis's favorite movie? Cool Runnings. Yeah, yeah. That's why he started wearing Adidas all the time. Because everybody in this movie is wearing Adidas. Yeah, I got it. Opening shot of the movie. It's fucking Leon's shoe. Yeah. I was getting ready to sprint in Adidas. Get it? Yeah. Boom. Boom. Also fun soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. It's done. It's it's uh what's that guy's name? Um, one of those classic guys, is it? Well, Hans Zimmer does Hans the Zimmer. score. But I then was the, just I, talking about the, the music that they had. Well, I it. think that's what I think that's him too, picking the music to use. Yeah. And and that shit's yeah, it's it feels Hans very Zimmer, mm-hmm. his score for Dune was really good. Oh yeah. It's so funny, like you can to think about the fact that so many composers just like fart out pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, for well, like when they're doing movies and TV like stuff all the time, like you're thinking about the TV guys, like, isn't it, uh, it, it was very eye opening, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, because that's his character's job is just, uh, doing television scores. Yeah. He's just like there in his robe playing the keyboard. And it's just mom, like, mom, mom, mom. yeah, there's a, I saw I, this is sidetracked to cool runnings, but I, an interesting thing, I, um, there's this channel on YouTube where they want there are these like special effects guys. They know how to make special effects and then they watch special effects and then they tell you what's good and what's bad. And it's kind of fun. You know, it's like a really popular YouTube channel. I don't know the name, though, but they were discussing on there about how special effects are all about the money the movie has, like the budget. It's not the team or the crew. It's about how much money they're putting towards it. Yeah. And apparently there's a team that I don't know what this was, but like in 2015, the crew that did the special effects for the movie that won Best Picture also did the special effects for the movie that was like the worst Razzie of the year for the worst looking movie. And it was because, well, this movie dedicated like 10 million. This movie dedicated 500 million. So like it's not like the teams are different, you know, like Hans Zimmer, if he gets paid. a hundred, If he gets paid 100 million dollars to do a, a, a Dune. The soundtrack's gonna sound one way, but if he's just doing some other littler work, I bet it's gonna sound way worse because it's like, oh, well, yeah. why wouldn't I? You know, uh-huh. what, what's on my hands? I think that's interesting. Um, so you think he'll uh, be able to keep his job as a Vikings coach at the end of the year? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think. Well, I, I, not to get man, back, man. Info. man if, you brought it back when if, when uh, cousins Vikings, yelled in his face. The Vikings should get rid of Mike Zimmer and hire. Yeah. Hans Zimmer, they'll probably score more. Oh, when that's pretty good. 
when did you see like two weeks ago when Kirk Cousins at the end of the game yelled you like that in Mike Zimmer's face and Mike Zimmer like fucking pushed him back like six feet and was like get the fuck out of my face or something like it really looked like he's like but I love the idea that Kirk Cousins is just running that catchphrase down to the ground in real life might as well he's like you weren't even on this I have nothing to do with that man that was the other team you like that yeah that team isn't even a team anymore. No, no, nobody on that team is still there. Look at that team got Gruden fired, dog. You like that? Oh yeah, <clears throat> Raiders two and zero, two and zero. Pistachio. If Fucking, they wh- uh, winningest coach in Raider history. <laughs> he is percentage, I bet. Higher uh, than John Madden. Yeah, hundred percent winning winning coach um he's unbeatable when they actually he looks just like goldberg and now he has a streak like goldberg have you seen when john gurdon's son went viral what he looks like yeah he's uh fucking four foot tall muscle yeah it's crazy he looks like a thumb he looks like my dick has a fucking uh uh raiders uh (laughs) mesh shirt on and his name's deuce yeah um the uh, when they get notified when they open that letter that they're not going to be able to uh, compete when the like they decide they're not going to do it that like again I've seen this before that is heartbreaking yeah the way they all like I mean I know they're actors but like the way they sell that scene and the way John Candy sells that scene is like so fucking sad mm-hmm. and then the way he goes and stands up for him and everything like it's yeah it's great yeah I like that he uh wears his uh jacket mm-hmm. from uncle buck yeah. for most of the movie too and uh he, he just wears a lot of jackets throughout he's got the jamaica one mm-hmm. uh and just a lot of different puffy ones and you know i got a lot to say i gotta say i like my candy coated <laughs> yeah you sure do he um not that this is uh, this is unru- this is for last week but i saw another interview where he mentioned working on when he was uncle buck He's like, one of the things that blew everyone away was how much fun I did, how much fun it was working with the kids and how good those scenes turned out. And he's like, every, people ask me all the time now. And he's like, oh, I just treated them like they were other actors. Because yeah. like other everyone else treats And you can 100% like see that. Yeah. That's yeah. half of the appeal of those scenes with uh, him with and those kids. Those three kids, yeah. He talks to them like they're fucking adults. Yeah, he's, he's like, he and he's like, I've given that advice now. I'm like, well, if you're in a scene with kids, treat them like adults. And also, if you have kids in your life, treat them like they're human beings. Don't be like, oh, how are you? You know? Yeah, that's what dogs yeah. are for. And then they're like, global warming is killing us. Um, goddamn. OK, so. Uh, so, yeah, then the the Olympic, the bobsled committee tries to kick them off. Yeah, they're bonding. But the they bob- moving the goalposts. So. Yeah, because they like, have to uh, make the time, the 60 seconds. Kruzchek, good guy, good guy. Uh, oh, Kruzchek's one of the judges? Good guy. Kruzchek. Uh, who's the guy? Yeah, I pulled him up. Because the, uh, the qualifying run they have to do originally is a minute two. Mm-hmm. And then it's a minute. Yeah. And they know? get 59.8 or whatever. Uh, they so get under it. One thing that's always bugged me about this movie is mm-hmm. the shitty bobsled that they get 
for free mm-hmm. or whatever, the cheap bobsled mm-hmm. is not the same bobsled that they're using at the end. Like, I thought they don't they get a new one at some not point? Only, no, they do. No, they, they get the new. It. They get the yeah. They paint they it. Paint it. And, and they get the while, nice when they paint it. Uh, the handlebars move mm-hmm. and they're completely different. And just like the physics of the bobsled changed because they painted. Well, one thing I respected in the other way was I'm glad that when you actually see them bobsledding, it's not like four white dudes, you know, like they actually have like black bobsledders standing yeah. in for them, you know. Probably got the real Jamaican bobsled team. You want to give my lucky G-squad. egg? Yeah. Oh, and one of the classic, the best jokes uh, Dougie Doug's like, uh, what is it? I got to pee. And yeah. they're like, you can pee now. And he's like, oh, too, late. too late. Too <laughs> late. Uh, what a good one. Also, uh, one of the best jokes is also one of the saddest moments in the movie is when uh, Yule Brenner, the big tough guy, mm-hmm. is, it, he's giving Sanka some shit because Sanka is cooking bananas on his hot plate, sneaking up their hotel room. And he's like, you're just going to wind up being some fucking nobody on the dock, you know, yeah. working. And I, I have visions. I got a future, you know, I got mm-hmm. dreams. And he's like, I, I one day I'm going to be famous and then I'm going to live here. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out a picture of Buckingham Palace. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> and gets laughed out of the room. But well, that's sad. But it also opens the door for the uh, for the strong relationship. Of, yeah. Uh, Yule Brenner and Junior. It also Junior is like, you can't live there, but uh, you know, it's not a dumb dream. There, I, that reminds me of the, in, on a more silly scale when they're like, "What do we name the the bobsled?" And uh, Dougie Diggs like Tallulah, and they're all like Tallulah. Tallula. That sounds, <laughs> sounds like, like a, a two dollar like prostitute. And then and 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 he's like, "That's my mother's name." And they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, name. That's a good, name. good name." And then they're like, "What do you?" Th-? And in that scene. Maybe it was just poor editing, but in that scene, it looks they like they're hooker and oh, they do say hooker, yeah, and have people drinking beer. This is like oh, yeah. this is like the NC seventeen of Disney movies. Yeah, right. Uh, also, there's that whole scene with the titties. Uh, oh yeah, but in when that scene when they're when they're Sanka pick- takes that line dancer lady back, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and then they keeps, kill her on accident, and, and he keeps and saying they have to like. He keeps saying raw dog. No, raw dog. <laughs> uh, I, this is so stupid. But in that scene where he's like, what what should we name it? It looks like they turn to John Candy and they're like, what should we name it? And then instead, that's when Doris steps in with, let's call it cool runnings. But it looks like he's just cutting off Earth, you know, which yeah. I think is pretty fun. Um, so then they go out. They race. They, race. they go downhill and they mm-hmm. fucking suck. Yeah. And they're laughing stock. Yeah. It becomes a big and everyone back home is watching and well, they're that, let down. Yeah. Well, that's when Junior's is, dad goes there. Yeah. It's a lot of work, you know, mm-hmm. no, Junior's dad doesn't get there yet. He no, but that's when he, he finds out. Yeah. That's yeah. when he notices because Sanka, mm-hmm. like he puts down his foot. He has his big moment to contribute to the team as more than just being the comic relief and, basically. and the great comic relief is he's yeah. like, bro, you, you're fucking us up because Doris fucking loves the Swiss. Obviously, they're the gold standard for bobsledding for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he's all enamored with how good they are. So, like, 
even before they do their runs, they're saying shit like Heinz, Vines, Drines, which that reminds me of another one of the best lines yeah. in the movie is uh, when they're making fun of the Swiss. Sanka's like, uh, yeah, well, if I've heard that if the Swiss ever saw a pretty girl, they would go up to her and go, Heinz, Vines, Drines, and then try and push her down a hill. <laughs> That's one. But anyways, uh, he has a big uh, talk with uh, Doris, and he's like, man, we if we're going to race, we got to race Jamaican, we, man. We got to, yeah. like, represent our country. We got to be who we are, mm-hmm. you know? My egg is stupid, but it's who I am, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. Be and then, your and then, Exactly. So they, they go into day two with a great attitude they show up and they're singing the fucking uh updated version of the sidewalk song yeah and it's all about everybody there you know they give john candy a fucking rasta hat yeah he's stoked everybody's fucking stoked there's good vibes yep they're in last place they have nothing to lose nothing to lose they They show up shock the fucking world yep like five fifty seven and some change. Yep. 59.8. Yeah. They fucking crushed. Crazy. It's great. It is. And then they wreck. Yeah. And then they show up day three and yeah. everybody's got their back. And it's and scary. They, yeah, it is. They wreck. It's a brutal wreck. And it's, and it's warranted. Too. It's earned. The The fear is earned there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, it's just, it's a great ending because everybody's coming out to help them. And then they part. Yeah. And when they part and you see them with the sled on their shoulder, it's. Which could they just push the sled the rest of the way? You know, I think it's handles. Also, you're like, it would be funny if like when they set it down. Imagine that scene. Imagine that scene. 400 pound fucking sled on your shoulders on ice. You know, ice. (laughs) As in igloos and Eskimos and winter and ice. I was thinking, imagine that the you know, that scene's playing out exactly as it does, but then when they set it down, you realize Dougie Doug's fucking yeah. dead as hell laying and inside of it. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I should have kissed that lucky egg. Yeah. Also, the uh, it's not the Swiss crew, it's like Nor whoever the bad Nor- guys yeah, are. Yeah, Norway or something. Anyways, it's, it's I so think it's, I want to say Iceland. It is, yeah, it probably not. is Iceland because Iceland's for whatever duck, reason, Mighty Disney Ducks had a fucking wheel to grind with Iceland. Yeah back then yeah but uh he starts like the bad guy team starts he, he goes fucking straight up goddamn ice man if he's not iceland he's ice man uh, yeah because he he comes full circle at the end he's like i'll be jamaica's wingman any day mm-hmm. and he just starts one of the best just like slow clap oh there this is prime slow clap yeah totally like, fucking find me a better and more moving slow clap than fucking please someone yeah. yeah point me in the direction of a better goddamn slow clap than the end of fucking cool running i think the first you won't find it i think the first time i ever was aware of the the term slow clap was when ellen came out and i might be wrong if you go back and rewatch maybe this is wrong mm-hmm. but i think when ellen came out on the tv show ellen She's in like, do you remember that? They should do another TV show with her and then Mm -hmm. they don't give anybody microphones 
and then you just call it yelling with Ellen. Oh, that's fun. They did a sketch on SNL last night with Jason Sudeikis where it was like The View or Ellen, but it was for men and it was called Melon. And it was he was dressed just like Ellen, but then he was like punching audience members and shit. Hell yeah. Um, I that on Ellen was the first time I ever heard the concept of a slow clap in like 1995 or whatever. Um, uh, I don't know if the so this is something so it might be Norway. I see in the IMDb trivia in Norway, this movie is called Cold Buttocks. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then one thing I think is kind of interesting, Classic uh, Norway, other stuff like just little notes. I didn't really make notes this whole time, but like things I thought were interesting was the head, his old coach who John Candy let down the guy that wears the leather jacket the whole time. Uh-huh. That's paw from, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, walk hard. That's Dewey's dad. Oh, yeah. It, it was is. like the wrong son died. That's I him. was just I was just selling somebody. Well, he plays a great asshole, man. Yeah. It well, but, it uh, killed me I when was I was rewatching it. I was vehemently like, selling somebody on Dewey Cox last week. Well, you know, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy who directed like Inception and Tenet and all that. Uh, yes. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh. He did the Batmans. They I there's a clip that was going around the Internet where they're like, what's your favorite? Uh, What's your favorite like comedy? Do you watch comedy films? And he's like, oh, actually, I watch a lot of comedy because I love comedy and people think that's surprising. But it, and he's like, and I think my probably my favorite of the last 10 years is Talladega Nights, the story of Ricky Bob, the <laughs> legend of yeah. Ricky Bobby. And he said the whole title. And I was like, wow, that's, funny. What that's a hilarious for the craft. Yeah. I, and actually, I was just thinking of that, too, man, like uh, everything's changed. So we'll never get like studio comedies like we used to. Yeah, but uh, that it's pretty much Netflix and everything killed that because mm-hmm. you can just put those, you know, just the markets change, you know, totally. and uh, people want big fucking movies when they go to the theater and you can get this comedy stuff at home. So but those that run that Will Ferrell had to mm-hmm. close it out, like all of those movies are fucking great and just and- hold up. That, that is what stepdad anchorman Talladega Nights like. Get the fuck out of here! And then I'll you never laugh as hard. Dewey Cox spinoff. As hard as I laughed in the theater watching like Walk Hard, or I—I I mean, it was before, but like Anchorman and laughing to where I was like tears running down my face in a theater full of people doing the same thing. Yeah. It's weird, but you're right. That is not a thing so much anymore. Like when we watched Werewolves Within, which has a lot of laughs, it was really fun. But it mm-hmm. wasn't the same idea and it wasn't a big movie. It was a small movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, any final thoughts on this? What do you where do you where do you rank this? How do you rank it as a. Oh, I got way too much nostalgia. I yeah. love this movie. I mean, it, I just had a great time rewatching it. I mean, it's a four out of five. Kazi's easy for me. Sure. Uh, it was one of my favorites growing up. It was hilarious. I. I thought it was fucking hilarious the first time I watched it. And the jokes are still good. Everybody's good in it, man. Maybe I said this when I watched it whenever, because I watched this like six months ago, maybe. But I thought I I didn't know as a kid. I didn't know until I watched this recently that it was a Disney movie. So, like, I was really surprised that it first off, I always thought this was like a rated R or PG-13 movie with like a lot of hard jokes in it and stuff. Uh, I never thought it'd be full of sex, but I thought there'd be like cursing and a little more edge, but it still does have a that like we talked about an edge for being a, a Disney movie. I would give it three causes. Uh, I don't have that that nostalgic feel for it the way I do for maybe like a Mighty Ducks two or something. 
Mm-hmm. But um, uh, definitely for watching it twice in the last year, not worth it. I mean, I'm not. I don't regret it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and like well, I said, noticing things the second time round and stuff is really fun, too. It's so. got a great fucking pace to it, too. Yeah. And there's like three montages. Yeah, it's really you know? done well for a movie that it like the writers didn't go on to do a ton of crazy good shit, and, like shit. That's really great. And again, there's a lot of fucking heart in the movie. Yeah. Like what I is, said, the yeah. relationship between uh, Doris and Irv is mm-hmm. great. The Ray Yule and uh fucking junior is great junior and his dad the entire team and i know as a kid i was weepy eyed at shit and i i felt it in my heart on those races at the end yeah i also really commiserate with john candy man um the idea of like accepting your faults and your errors and what you've done wrong and stuff and why we're at it if there is a more prolific period in film history mm-hmm. for fucking feel good sports movies yeah. than 1990 through 1995. Mm-hmm. Like it is ridiculous. Like uh, for the love of the game came out mm-hmm. right there. Uh, Leon, he's also in above the rim. Yep. You know, uh, you got the rookie of the year, fucking little big league, blue necessary chips. roughness, little, little giants. Big, yeah. Just like, you got the Major League Two sequel, yep. you know, just so much like good sports movies from right yeah. there, man. There's um, this is Last I thought Boy was Scout. it. Speaking of that, the writer of this the next year wrote Little Giants. A League of Their Own. A League Fuck. of Their Own was great. Yeah, is great. Did Get you the see? Fuck out of here. Uh, this doesn't matter. Uh, Peter Scolari died from oh. B- Bosom Buddies. I fucking love. That's sad. Tom Hanks. I love that. Scene. My favorite scene in the movie though is uh when uh. Dougie Doug is out in the street, you know, mm-hmm. and he's singing like we are the women of the all American team. We come <laughs> from cities near and far. That makes me we feel like Canadians, Irish ones. From the- we're all for one. We're all for one. We're all American. I butchered that, but that's the song. I feel like from, that's uh, a joke. I should have their own. I've never seen a league of their own. You've never seen a league of their own? Nope. And I know it's supposed to be awesome, and I just have never seen it. It was yeah, on, dude. It was fucking it, John Lovitz is so good in it. Fucking Gina Davis running around just, being a super babe. Lori Petty running it, around being her kid sister super babe. Fucking when we when I was Madonna, a kid, Rosie O'Donnell. It was on TV one night. Like it, this kind of shit happened where, like. ABC would be like the, yeah. the world premiere of little, uh, little or what? Uh, and then you were like, doing? girls, gross. No, no, I got grounded because I didn't like do something. Like I didn't do my do the dishes or something. And so my whole family watched it on TV and I had to stay in my room. And so because of that, it just was like, I never was had the want to watch it, even if I wouldn't have realized that for a long time. Um, and then a during the pandemic, I couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't on any streaming service. Wow. Um, and maybe it is now because Amazon has a series coming out about it. So I'm guessing it'll be free on there because they want to hype it up for the series. But also, furthermore, for the early 90s, uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah. Fucking uh, the program. What's the other one? There's another. There's Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, and another baseball one. But uh, I can't Angels Oh, in Angels the in the Outfield. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goddamn. What a time. Um, I would like to rewatch Sandlot. 
Yeah. Oh, of course. The king of them all. Um, I'd like to rewatch. Uh, did we do Sandlot on this podcast recently? No, sir. Huh. I watched it recently because I think Stacy likes it a lot. I, it was, oh, it's, it's one a great of, movie. It's it's fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd say three Kazis. And I'm not I'm going to be honest, closer to two and a half. But mm-hmm. because I love John Candy so much, I'm going to give it a higher um, story. What wasn't Dougie Doug in that TV show? The Kazis. <laughs> yeah. Um, with a woman, a girl, whatever her name is, the actress that was in that was also in uh, Bosom Buddies. Peter Scolari, he's dead. Ooh. Tell the listeners where they can find you. Reamcore, R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. Check me out there. Uh, I just posted the, well, I guess it'll be gone by tomorrow, but uh, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I posted something in my stories. Uh, oh. You ever, I woke up this morning and had a fucking song, like fragments of a song. Wait, are you singing right now? I woke right up this now. morning and had a fucking song stuck in my head. Well, I woke up this morning with a fragment of a song stuck in my head. Here, clap And with me. Clap I slowly with me. but surely figured it out. I did a Hold couple it. different Googles. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead. And then I figured it out mm-hmm. by Googling it. And now I've been rocking the song all day. The song is High On You by Survivor. You might recognize Survivor by a little yeah. song called uh, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger from uh, the movie. Yeah, but the song, uh, like, So the thing is, is that I have that happen a lot. My I am becoming very forgetful. And my new thing is, is that when there's a song that I know I know and I can only think of a couple lyrics, I force myself to not look it up. And so I will spend, the other day, I spent hours trying to find the this one, because I could just remember this one lyric and it was a Bright Eyes song um, that I eventually figured out. But it, I spent hours, like four hours, just saying it over in my head, trying to remember it. You're trying to use like, what's that voice? How do you know that voice? What's the lyric? Okay, what are they talking about? When does that feel like it's from? It's kind of a fun thing to do right. that, to put your brain through that. Because um, we don't have to remember stuff as much anymore, you know? We got our phones. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Now that I got my phones, I'm just like a fucking Michael McDonald over here, man. Because I just keep forgetting what was the i have the i wrote down algorithm oh the yeah guy, that guy algorithm must be a uh so follow me at patrick casey that's at p-h-a-r-i-c-k-h-a-s-i-e will you receive the tweet i wrote during this moment called uh that algorithm guy must be a grave digger because he keeps burying all my content there. <laughs> um but yeah, you can follow me there, patagays.com. Uh, starting in uh, November, December, I'm just, my dates will start going back up. Um, I have nothing planned yet, but we'll figure it out. And then come next year, next spring, we'll do a tour, me, you. We'll figure that out about a week or so. Um, tell your friends, get on the Patreon. If you haven't, give us a dollar, give us $2, give us $5, whatever. If you want to send us an email, send it to the nostalgicfront at gmail.com. Rain, we have a couple emails that we just haven't been able to get to yet. Oh, shit. So I'm going to check those out. That'll be exciting. Uh, tell your friends, uh, be cool, never die. And as always, remember, if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.